I thought it might be time to present some good news for once. So today I'm going to do just that. I have two stories that I consider to be good news, one from the world of religious life and the other from a sort of intersection of secular politics and the faith. Both stories point to a recurring theory that I have, which is that the traditions of the faith will be restored in the church whether the powers that be like it or not, and it's going to happen by attrition, if nothing else. Good news seems rare these days, and the nature of what we do on this channel and in this growing community can induce despair in some if we're not careful. So let's focus today on some positive news for once. There's definitely enough bad news going around that tomorrow we'll be able to return to our regularly scheduled programming. So on to the good news for once. Our main story, from the world of religious life, features a little-known group of consecrated religious women, the Sisters Adorers of the Royal Heart of Jesus Christ's Sovereign Prince. If that name sounds familiar, it's because the Sisters Adorers are the women's arm of the Institute of Christ the King, Sovereign Priest, a traditionalist priestly fraternity known for its exclusive celebration of the Latin Mass, teaching of the traditional Catholic faith, and the absolute beauty and reverence for which it presents the Mass and Eucharistic devotions. To get an idea of what the spirituality of the Sisters Adorers is focused on, I'll read this section from the website of the Institute of Christ the King's Sovereign Priest. Quote, Like the priests and oblates of the Institute, the Adorers of the Royal Heart hold three co-patrons as the guiding lights of their spirituality, St. Francis de Sales, St. Benedict, and St. Thomas Aquinas. From St. Francis de Sales' Doctrine of Divine Love, the sisters draw the pattern of their vocation to be in constant pursuit of growth and love, which should always be founded on truth. The Benedictine aspect of their charism is reflected in the central place of the Church's liturgy in their daily life. Holy Mass and the Divine Office, celebrated in the classical Roman form, meaning the traditional Latin Mass, form the rhythm of each day. In St. Thomas Aquinas, the sisters find the clarity and structure of the thought necessary for their formation and ever-deepening understanding of the mysteries of our Catholic faith. Finally, it is through their principal patroness, the Blessed Virgin Mary, under her title of the Immaculate Conception, that they seek to conform their lives and their whole beings to the royal heart of her divine Son. Thus their motto, in corde regis, in the heart of the King. Their day is centered around prayer. Holy Mass and the Divine Office in the traditional Latin form, one hour of mental prayer, one hour of Eucharistic adoration in the evening, the rosary, etc. Punctuating this rich life of prayer are periods of manual labor and intellectual training, including instruction in Gregorian chant, Latin, spirituality, philosophy, and theology, as well as the learning of crafts such as sewing, lace making, and the care of liturgical vestments and altar linens. End quote. Yes, these sisters are what we tend to think of when we think of women religious in the Catholic Church. Note the lack of pantsuits bought off the rack from Hillary Clinton's tailor, and note the lack of any mention of political ministries. So, what's the good news? The sisters have been approved for their first house of discernment in the United States, specifically in the Diocese of La Crosse, located in central Wisconsin. The bishop, William P. Callahan, during the fallout of the McCarrick Pennsylvania grand jury report scandals last fall, released a letter to his diocese that was noteworthy for its lack of PR talking points about how much the diocese had done to combat predators in their midst 
And instead, his letter had a warning about the devil prowling in the church, seeking souls to devour, which is a remarkably Catholic response in the modern Catholic Church. Wisconsin is known for being friendly to traditional Latin mass communities, which is why it makes sense that the Sisters of Doors would establish their first house of discernment in America in that state. The House of Discernment will be located next to St. Mary's Priory, which is one location for the Latin Mass said by the priests of the Institute of Christ the King in that area. Initially, they will have three sisters in the house. That may not sound like much, but I have been a witness to what happens when societies of women religious that have a strong Christ-centered, faith-centered spirituality establishes a House of Discernment even with a small staff. I won't say what religious society I was a witness to, but I watched over the course of two or three years a small group of women religious on the West Coast establish their first American house with only a couple of women religious, and then saw it grow rapidly as vocations came in from all over the region. In the case of the Sisters of Doors, there has been no lack of vocations inquiries made already to the European locations by American women seeking religious life, so it is safe to expect that there will be women inquiries once the house is established, which is expected later this year. Men and women living the religious life with a real love for our Lord are one of the great secret weapons in this spiritual war we are fighting, and they are often forgotten by the rest of us. So please, keep these women in your prayers, and pray that their work in the United States bears such a great harvest that they are forced to expand to other parts of the U.S. Our second story comes from the unfortunate world of politics, which I usually find pretty tiresome these days. It involves some of the most vilified figures in international politics, international meaning not in the U.S., because they aren't leftists, but instead are what people are calling right-wing populists, whatever that means. The two figures I'm talking about are Matteo Salvini and Jair Bolsonaro. Salvini is the Deputy Prime Minister of Italy, and Jair Bolsonaro is the President of Brazil. The election of both men and their parties in wildly different countries different parts of the globe in about the same six-month time period is one reason they've been treated as harbingers of Hitlerism or some such nonsense by the cultural Marxist Western media. So, the good news. Both men have dedicated their countries to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. I'm not kidding about that. Let's have a look. Jair Bolsonaro called upon Old Right Bishop Fernando Arias Rifan to consecrate Brazil on May 21st to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Arias Rifan heads the Old Right Personal Administration of Campos, a de facto Old Right diocese which is unique in the world. President Bolsonaro attended the ceremony, as did Catholic members of Parliament. Over in Italy, a day or so before, Minister Salvini invoked the Immaculate Heart of Mary in a public address while holding a rosary. Here, here are the words he spoke. Quote, we trust in men and women of goodwill. We commend ourselves to the six patrons of Europe, St. Benedict of Norcia, St. Bridget of Sweden, St. Catherine of Siena, St. Cyril and Methodius, and St. Teresa Benedetta of the Cross. We entrust ourselves to them. We entrust our destiny, our future, and the peace and prosperity of our peoples to them. Then brandishing a rosary, Salvini added, Personally, I entrust Italy, my life, and your lives to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, whom I'm sure will bring us to victory. Since Italy, this piazza, this Europe, represents mothers, fathers, men, and women 
who, with good humor, courage, and determination, want peaceful coexistence, are respectful but are also asking for respect. End quote. Some will say that this was a political stunt, though I'm not sure how it can be seen that way, since the faith isn't exactly known to be strong in Italy at the moment, or anywhere in Europe right now. It is healthy to be skeptical of pretty much anything any politician does, especially if you, especially if you feel inclined to support the work that they're doing. In this case, I'm not certain what the problem is, as some Catholics have expressed outrage, none more annoyed by Minister Salvini's declaration than the Vatican, who have refused to let Salvini meet with the Pope, which is almost unprecedented as far as I can tell. Then again, Salvini is known for his hardline anti-migrant policies, for taking a strong and proactive position on the issue of the European migrant crisis, which by my estimation features poor people from the poorest parts of the world being exploited for unknown reasons in the EU for some poorly thought out political gains by the European elites. Salvini's position on migrants and the actions he has taken, forcing human trafficking ships operated by non-profit organizations in violation of international law to return to African ports, has drawn sharp criticism from the Vatican, which has taken an overtly open borders policy for the first time in church history, as far as I can tell. I call this political story good news because I do think there needs to be more countries whose leaders consecrate them to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. If you aren't sure if a leader can do this, recall the story of the kings of France, who delayed consecrating their countries to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, until the last king of France did so just hours before his execution at the guillotine. Now, I'll be the first to admit, Salvini is no king. In fact, he is merely a deputy prime minister. But a high-ranking leader of the Italian government invoking the protection of Our Lady's Immaculate Heart is still a good thing in my mind. But let me know what you think of this, or of the Sisters Adorers in the comments below. Let me know if you want more periodic good news stories during this time of crisis in the Church. We can't lose ourselves in the darkness of these days, so sometimes turning to the positive news is an acceptable remedy to keep the darkness at bay. Just always remember to pray and do acts of penance for the liberation and exaltation of the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.